Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. So today's gospel passage is a continuation of Jesus speaking to his disciples, uh, still in the 16th chapter of John, to prepare them for his departure. The immediate context of his departure is uh, into his death at the crucifixion. That's what he's talking about to the disciples in this passage at this moment. But really, his words are more than that. Because his words throughout this chapter have a dual character, prepping the disciples for his crucifixion, but also for the new reality that they would uh, be experiencing immediately afterward. His new reaction, uh, resurrection life, which they would only see for 40 days, until then his glorious ascension. But because at the ascension he would be finally hidden from their eyes, they needed to be prepared for this too. The church's lectionary has had us contemplating Jesus' words to the disciples from this time that he spent with them in the upper room on Monday Thursday because we don't have much record of his teaching during the 40 days after his resurrection. Uh, but this discourse that we do have has taught us several important things over the last several Sundays. The importance of establishing our faith, like newborn babies, on the resurrection. Uh, that The pattern of self-sacrificial love is the only way to follow Jesus in order to participate in his resurrection. That it takes time to fruitfully contemplate the reality of resurrection life in this world. And that it's necessary to prepare ourselves before celebrating the ascension and the coming of the Holy Spirit. Today we again learn something else from Jesus about his coming ascension that will help to prepare us. We learn that Jesus opens the way for us to commune directly with the Father in a way that had been impossible before. He tells his disciples that, I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loveth you because you have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. Jesus is telling them that, Although, to this point, they have been speaking to the Father not as brothers of Christ, but as estranged and distant creatures, calling God our Father almost in just a figurative way. It is true that there was uh, some habit among the Jews at the time to speak of God as the Father, but this was in the sense that he was the sort of father of their nation, that he was a father to all creatures, uh, creatures being their creator. But he wasn't the father in the sense that we now as Christians know God as father. So up till this time, that's how the disciples of Jesus were praying our father. But now the time has come that they will speak to the father in the name of Jesus, participating in his very sonship, becoming true sons of the father, adopted into the life of our new brother and head, Christ Jesus. What does this have to do with the ascension? Well, it's because when Christ ascends, he has entered not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf, as the book of Hebrews tells us. He brings our humanity into the presence of the Father and unites it, unites us, with the full Godhead. This is why we are now enabled not merely to ask Jesus to pray to the Father for us, but to pray to the Father in Jesus' name. 
The emphasis on this ability to ask the Father for things in Jesus' name, coming from this gospel passage, has given this Sunday the name Rogation Sunday, from the Latin word rogare, meaning to ask. The next few days in the calendar are called Rogation Days, and they have special Rogation Masses, which are specifically for us to call on the Father for blessings in Jesus' name. We won't be able to assemble together here uh, for those Masses, but I do hope that we can all use the occasion at home and in our family prayers to really emphasize our faith in praying in the power of Jesus' name and to ask God for those special blessings that we all really need, you know, for the healing of those that we love who are sick or for the help to accomplish certain tasks or for the conversion of those we love who are lost and wandering or for the ability to overcome uh, sins and weaknesses that we may be struggling with. This is the time to pray earnestly to the Father for these things, because how much more does our Heavenly Father know how to give good gifts? And also pray that we may be prepared for what Jesus warns his disciples about at the end of today's gospel, that in the world we shall have tribulation. I don't think it's unreasonable or mere doom and gloom to predict that we as Christians may be facing more tribulation in the nearish future. I think it's very reasonable to see in the obvious breakdown of a cohesive culture all around us, the polarization between people, the growing inability to communicate with each other clearly, the widespread preference for simplistic narratives over potentially more subtle truths, that in all of these things, there's a good chance that we, with our commitment to the truth revealed in Christ and the way of life that we're called to, neither of which fits comfortably in any of those simplistic narratives out there, will mean that we can expect to be misunderstood, persecuted. It's crucial that we know what we're about, that we refuse to soften, soften the harder edges of our faith, but that we always, always respond in love and sacrifice to those who would slander us, or worse. In this world, we will have tribulations, but Jesus has overcome this world. He has defeated death, and that was our last and final enemy. The only thing we have to worry about now is our own hearts, our own temptations to sin and to not walk faithfully, the life into which we've been called and into which we've been baptized. In the midst of those temptations, if we, with faith, ask God for help in the name of Jesus, our brother who has conquered already all of our true enemies, then we will find the help we need to stay faithful. Let's leave this temple today reaffirmed and reassured in our faith and confident in the power of the name of Jesus and in the love of God our Father. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, God is one. Amen. Talks at Advent. Homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.